0: Dreamcast. I am your host, Denise Walsh. I combine science, scripture, and stories that will inspire you to dive deep, break through your own personal glass ceiling, and design a life of your dreams. Hey, 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 big welcome back to the Dreamcast. I don't know if you noticed but I have taken a few weeks off of recording a solo episode because I was traveling and went to Florida for a week and so I have missed you guys and I am excited to be back. And over the past few weeks as I've been really thinking and stewing on what to share and teach on today, one thing kept stirring up for me and honestly I really believe that this can and will resonate with everybody because we all have a money mindset that probably generated, started a belief system that was formed around money when we were children. And it probably still impacts today impacts us today and we don't even realize it. As they say, you will never out-earn your income. And so today we're going to tackle this money mindset because in order to grow your income, in order to grow your family, in order to get out of debt and live a different kind of life, we get to grow our money mindset. Now, mindset essentially is a belief system, a way you think, a way you view about something. So we're gonna get into specifics and about money in just a minute, but let's first talk about our world mindset. Like, what do we? how do we view the world? And there's two main ways to view the world. The first one is called victim thinking, a victim mindset. In victim thinking, you believe that the world is out to get you. You believe that everybody else is lucky and you get the short end of the stick. You believe that there is only one giant pie. And I remember thinking this when I was working my nine to five job and I felt like, well, this is just my piece of the pie. This is what I get. And I don't believe that there's anything else I can do. I guess I just have to accept this piece of the pie. And what happens here is that there's not enough to go around. So in this worldview, I have to protect my piece of the pie because I believe that you might take it and there's not enough to go around and I can't let that happen, so I'm going to protect my peace. There's just never enough. So not good enough, rich enough, slim enough, wealthy enough, fit enough, intelligent enough, disciplined enough, like just not enough. And so the world becomes, you know, I'm looking at the world to fulfill something in me or to like they owe me something. I'm and it really is a dangerous place because it doesn't work. It doesn't work. When we have this victim mindset set or we believe that it, the world is scarce, that there's not enough to go around, we worry. We worry. We've got an external locus of control, meaning the external world controls my internal, internal world. So I don't have a sense of entitlement. Um, so you worry about things that you don't have control over. And you don't have a strong sense of empowerment. There's often a lot of blaming, holding grudges, feeling resentful, fear of change, uh, just kind of a, a bit of grouchiness and attitude. You know what I mean? You know people in your life that have this mindset, and they are protecting themselves because they believe that something is going to hurt them. Now, This is not a fun way to live. And in fact it doesn't have to be the way to live. Now, I do believe that we flip-flop between these ways of thinking, uh, but once you know these ways of thinking, you can establish and, and identify your patterns and get yourself out of victim thinking when you notice that you're there. So next, let's talk about abundance mindset, abundance thinking. People who have an abundance mindset believe that there isn't just one pie, but there are many pies. There's... Many people, there's tons of people in this world who want what you have. There is unlimited amount of clients and friends. There's unlimited amount of resources and income. And if you need another pie, you can create it. So there's no lack of ingredients. There's no lack of supplies. And everybody can share their pie. So in abundance mindset, we all win. I don't know if you've heard this before, but they say when the tide rises, all the boats rise too. And an abundant thinking, you're not thinking I need this because I don't want you to take it. You're thinking we can both have it. It's a both and philosophy. Those who have an abundance perspective believes that the well-being of others will add to their own lives, too. You know, you experiencing success is good for everyone. Where in a victim mindset, you might think someone else's success in, like negatively impacts you. In an abundant mindset, I'm excited for you. I'm proud of you. I want to congratulate you and cheer you on because I know as you experience success, everybody benefits. They embrace change. They feel empowered. So it's more of an internal locus of control. I'm in control of my thoughts, feelings, actions, behaviors versus what external circumstances might look like. Those who are abundant thinkers receive graciously, they give graciously, they share time talents, resources. They forgive themselves and others because they know that there are endless options. Endless options. And they're open to creativity, possibilities, you know, they're more flexible. And and so with the victim or scarcity mindset, it can feel like, if this doesn't work, it's over. And you know, it's just very rigid thinking, whereas abundant is open, wholehearted, excited, And you can see the idea with an abundant mindset is that the world is here to support me. The world is going to show up. God is going to pave the way. Uh, You know, the how is going to show up. I just have to trust and believe and take action. And the abundant mindset believes that everything is for my highest good. Everything. And so let's take these two mindset, victim thinking and abundant thinking, and talk about money for a minute. So money mindset is the overriding attitude that you have about finances. And it honestly drives you to make key financial decisions. And it can impact you on your ability to to achieve your goals. If you change your mindset about money, guess what? The money changes. So where do these past habits, mindsets, belief systems about money come from? Well, Typically, they come from where we were raised or how we were raised. Uh, Did you have anxiety about money as a child? Was there not enough to go around? Was there fighting about money? Was it, or maybe there was abundance and you could have everything that you wanted and you didn't have to learn to budget and you didn't have to, it was just kind of like it was raining money. (laughs) Either way, it's not good or bad it's just your experience and what you'll find is that we often tie emotion to money we also often tie our identity to money when in fact money is neither money is just a piece of paper or maybe a a plastic in your wallet or a number in your bank account money has no emotion Money has no morals. Money is just money. We place our morals, our values, and our experiences on to money. And once you recognize that, once we recognize that, we then can separate ourselves and decide how we want to view money. And that can change everything. That can change our money script. So do you think about your own current, your your Family you grew up in. What was the view of money in that situation? I know, I know people who grew up with nothing, and because of that, or, or with little. Um, I mean, we live in the United States, most of us, and so we can't say that. But, um, but they lived with with little, and they thought about money. All the time because they didn't have any. Where I knew people that grew up middle class or or higher, you know, higher middle class or whatever, and they didn't think about money at all because it was just not a concern for them. So think about your thoughts about money as you were raised. What kind of um, beliefs were ingrained in you within your family, and then view of others. So you think about maybe the rich person in town or business owners or thoughts about other people on the other side of the tracks, whether that be good or bad. Those types of experiences leave an imprint, don't they? Now, money is not good or bad. Money is not uh, linked to somebody's self-worth, yet sometimes we put it on other people as well. Now, think about the things you've said to yourself about others or maybe comparing yourself to them. I'll never be able to afford that. They. Um, why are they buying that? They can't afford it or they think they're cool because they've got the Louis. I need one, too. Or I'm not cool because I don't have a Louis or, you know, whatever the case may be. Like you can think of some of these these ways that we we compare ourselves to people and the the money we think they we think that they may or may not have these are referred to as money blocks because we all have these scripts you guys i grew up in a i would say upper middle class family we went camping every year we didn't go on airplanes we didn't go overseas but we didn't you know certainly wasn't luxurious but i didn't have money worries when i was growing up and and as I got into an a, as an adult, I often found myself picking the middle thing, because in my mind I was middle. That's kind of what I how I viewed myself. So. I viewed myself as a middle person. So I would always choose not the best and not the worst, but just the middle. And I thought that was reasonable. And I thought that was, that was responsible and all of that kind of stuff. And I never really allowed myself to dream or believe that there was more because I just believed that I was middle you know and so a few things that i've done over the past few years to retrain my own brain in terms of money was that i did i realized like there is enough money for everyone. There's enough resources for everyone. We all can be rock stars in our industry. We all can rise to the top. We all can be millionaires. Like there's no reason why we all can't thrive. So I realized that it wasn't just a piece of the pie and I had to uh, accept it, that I could create a product or a, decide, you know, give a service or get another job or start a business or do X, Y, and Z. And there was more money to be made. Once I realized that it, there was more than enough for everybody, it re- released my defenses a bit. You know, I didn't have to struggle or I didn't have to hold on to it because I knew there could always be more. I knew that there's always more than I could ever think or imagine, and and I just... Got to settle into that. So, the second thing I did was I changed my own story about money. You know, I think that this happened when I realized that in order to grow my business, I had to move from an employee mindset to an entrepreneur mindset. I I had to create a personal vision about money and change my story about it. So, one story that you might have heard or thought to yourself is that money is evil. Um, and and in the Bible, it says the love of money is the root of all evil. It doesn't say that money is evil. In fact, one of the stories that I changed in myself was that money, again, is amoral. There's no uh, value emotionally attached to it. And if you're a bad person, and you have money, you'll probably do bad things. And if you're a good person and you have money, then you know what, you'll do good things. And so money was not the root of all evil. What I found was that if I'm a good person and I happen to have extra money and I don't have to worry about my bills, then I can give more, I can be more, I can love more. And you know what, I can dream more because of, of not having anxiety, fear, or worry about where my next bill is coming from. I changed my own story that money wasn't bad. Uh, sometimes people will rich shame you. They will expect that you will give them your money now that you have it. And, and I just changed my whole story that we were blessed to be a blessing. And the more value I could add, the money would come. And it really was less about earning a paycheck and more about growing my personal vision and growing myself. And the money just came with it. And so it was, you know, my eyes weren't even on it. My eyes weren't even on it. And, and we were able to give more. We, we were able to do a scholarship for our local college. Like I changed my story and then I lived it. And then number three is I grew my belief in what's possible. So again, when you have a salary or when you were raised in in an environment, often that's our cap. That's our cap. I remember when Brandon and I were both working our full-time jobs, I thought to myself, it is never going to get any better than this. (laughs) We both have good jobs right now and someday we're gonna have kids and I'm not gonna work full time. I'll probably work part time or whatever happens and I thought this is it. Like this is the best it's going to be. And again, I capped myself. I capped myself. So what did I do? I started really realizing what was out there. And I did that by getting around people and do, talking to people who were dreaming more, who were living a life that I wanted, that um, were pushing themselves and growing themselves. I, I started to really see what was possible and then I got to redream because once you hit set a goal and you hit it, you know whether your your goal is to make five hundred dollars a month with your new business, and then you hit it, like that's your cap. You hit your goal, that's awesome. But now you get to raise your own lid and you get to redream and do it again. And so then I was like, all right, what's two thousand dollars? What would somebody who's earning two thousand dollars? What would somebody who's doing earning $2,000, what would they be doing right now? Um, how would they be acting? What would they be... How would they be working? What would they... Tell like I would really think about, and then hang out with people who were doing those things, and and I started to embody it myself. And then, what would ten thousand dollars a month look like? What would thirty thousand dollars a month look like? What would a million dollars a year, which is what eighty six thousand dollars a month, what would that look and feel like? And what would that person do with that type of income? Ah. Well, number one, you give a lot to the government. Number two, you can give more into your community and be so invested into projects around town and local nonprofits. And it's so stinking cool to feel like you're really making a difference. And then, of course, all the fun family stuff you get to do as well. But, you know, they say uh, my one of my friends, Pam, says, if you want a new cargo, lick the leather. So it's like if we want to grow our money mindset, if we want to really grow in our belief in what's possible and. And we don't have to hold on to money tight because we know there's plenty out there for everybody. We get to redream. And what I find is that when I'm not worried or stressed about where money's come from, I have more brain cells to to redream. Like I think that when we're in survival mode, it's hard, to, it's hard to let ourselves dream because we're in survival. But if you can get those things taken care of, you really relax and you allow yourself to blossom a bit more. You allow yourself to stand tall because you're not so like uh, energy like sucking in because you're scared. You know what I mean? It just makes a world of a difference. So, some of you might be thinking, okay, good for you. I can believe that there's enough for everybody, that there's more than enough, but I am anxious. I don't have enough income right now. I don't really know where my, you know, if we're going to be able to make it. And so, what do I do now? Well, there has to be a time where we do take a serious look at our in, at our resources. And and sometimes we self-sabotage by not looking at it. Sometimes we self-sabotage by ignoring it or sticking our head in the sand and pretending like there's no issue and we have no debt and you know, medical bills or student loans or all of the things. We just like pretend like it doesn't ex- exist and then we spend more than we can afford. And part of that, it's self-sabotaging because number one, we think that having money is bad sometimes. And so we don't want to have money. So then we spend it and we don't want to take responsibility for our debt. And so again, we spend it. But what I'm going to refer everybody to is the Dave Ramsey Financial Peace Program. And I'm sure you've heard of it, but take a real good look at your finances. Decide what your financial goals are and then put things away so you can start chipping away student loans or credit card debt and have a savings account. And once you, you know, chip away at that debt and you start saving again, you're going to see your body relax. You're going to see your body and your mindset start to shift. And you're going to be able to start dreaming again. You know, I know for me in my business, there was a time when I I hit my ceiling. You know, I thought this is what I want, and then I got there, and I had to bust through it. I had to redream. I had to grow in my belief in what was possible, in my worth, in what was possible, and the fact that it was okay to be there because and to be that person uh, because. A lot of us didn't grow up with it, and that's okay. But that doesn't mean we can't create a new money mindset story now. So we want to bit, take back a bit of this control. We want to tell our money where to go. We want to create a plan so then we can simply execute. And when you do that, you guys, you are going to be able to start dreaming again. Hmm. I'm so excited for you because the Bible says a lot about living abundantly. John 10.10 says, The thief comes to only steal and kill and destroy. I came that they may have life and have it abundantly. Deuteronomy says, May the Lord, the God of your fathers, increase you a thousandfold more than you are and bless you just as he has promised you. Deuteronomy 30 says, Then the Lord your God will prosper you abundantly in all the work of your hand. I believe that the Lord wants you to live an abundant life. So take the reins off your money mindset. Allow yourself to grow in this area. And I believe that as you become a more abundant thinker, as you start to grow in your belief and in your, your, yourself in this area, you'll find that the money will start to come too. Thanks so much for hanging out with me. I hope that this was helpful, and we'll see you in the next one you so much for listening today head over to denisewalsh.com enter your email to subscribe to our list and i'll be sending out an early bird special coupon 50 percent off in fact of the dream life workbook when it is launched in just a few months so if you want to have first dibs let's get your name on that list thanks again i so appreciate you and remember to dream big